You are now listening to Sweep the Rack Podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike. Rob, it's good, homie. Yo, it's uh, Halloween week, FYI, so... I'm going to throw this out to you now. We didn't talk off uh, the air about this, but. I came in hot tonight, people. Came. That's yeah. why we're a couple minutes late. You'll have to excuse me. Yeah. Um, so it's Halloween week. Mike, if you were to dress up as one um, bowler, professional bowler, if you were to be one professional bowler, who would you be and why? A previous past as a costume. Man, that's a great question. Uh, I mean, the obvious answer is Kyle Troop, right? But we don't – let's stay away from yeah, the Kyle Yeah, well, uh, like- yeah. It's funny. It's funny that you go there. I didn't go there. My mind didn't go there at all. My oh, mind went to – you know what my mind went back to when you asked me that? This is so crazy. This is how, this is how like, deep into the bowling thing I am. It went back to that uh, million-dollar millionaires club, million-dollar winnings, earnings club poster. From back in the day that was in like every pro shop. You know what I'm talking about? It had the green background and it had Weber on there and everything, right? So I thought about that poster for some reason. And I have to say the person I would probably dress up as for Halloween bowler would be uh, Wayne Webb. Wayne Webb. And here's why. Because you got the good hair. Okay. That's easy. You go out, you get sure. the wig. He sort of had his own funky style at one point with the big, the big collars and everything, right? And then he also, if you watched A League of Ordinary Gentlemen, did the karaoke. So you could actually do the karaoke thing on the side, too. And, yeah, I'd probably do Wayne Webb. How about you? Well, I thought about going as Tim Buck this week. Um, you know, he's not a bowler, but yeah, I was going yeah. to dress yeah. up as Tim Buck. Yo, I was going to put on, like, the hair and the mustache and, like, the aviator sunglasses. And I was just going to walk around banning people for, for looking at me the wrong way. I'd be like, yo, you're banned. You're banned. Yo, you're banned. But really like a professional bowler that I would want to dress up like. It would probably be uh, Dave the Entremont. Yeah, I get mm, like that. That's a good like, one. That's a yo, good one. The <laughs> wrist like guard. You can have the, the wrist guard. guard. Yeah. Yo, a drink a drink in my hand at all times. Like, I, yeah, I didn't know. Was, was, he, was he a big drinker? Oh, yeah. well, we st- I don't know if he, what he's doing, and I don't want to offend him because he's he like. He passed away. He passed away, oh, Rob. did he? Oh, yeah. but I don't really want to. Oh, yeah, yeah. he passed I, away. I all right, all right, all right. We'll R.I.P. Skip over that. Dave the Entremont. Yeah, man. R.I.P. Dave the Entremont. Yeah. Yo, I grew up watching that, that, that guy, man. He was awesome, dude. He, dude, he, 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 like, dominated for a short stretch. Like, he for did. a Yo, season. Ernie Schlegel. <laughs> That the, I can't so, believe it. So Ernie Schlegel came to my mind. Ernie Schlegel came to my mind. I just think when Wayne Webb's a little bit funkier. You know what I'm saying? Wayne Webb has a little bit more free of that house hack. Free house hack. We got a free. Why you know, free everybody? Why? Why free Timmy? everybody. Why? All right, no, let's we... let's let's talk about it. We both got banned. We both got banned. I got <laughs> I got double banned, even on the burner from the USBC message boards. So Tim Buck must have somebody looking out on Twitter because when I put the picture up on Twitter of the burner account, he must have looked at the icon of the burner 
and he must have uh, he must have put one and two together and kicked me off. So uh, for sure, let me tell you something, okay? For sure, okay. Now I have sources, Mike. Right? Like I have sources all over the place. We have we do we we have sources all over the yes, all over yes. the place. Okay, there's a snitch. Wait, wait. If, if Tim Buck, if Tim Buck thinks he's shutting us down because we're not on the boards, please, Tim no. Buck, you no. underestimate us, dog. We got yo, people all over the place. But go ahead, yo, I'm 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 gonna look at the camera, Tim Buck. We're coming for you. We are coming for you. Okay, in a in a in a in a digital way. Okay, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble in, a, in an online type way, okay? But we are coming for you and the USBC message boards, okay? This is war. But let me tell you something, okay? I have sources, Mike, all over the bowling world, okay? There's a snitch, okay? It's Sweep the Rack. Somebody who watches the show or was listening to the show and then you know, passed on the whatever it was to Tim Buck. Cause you know, as well as I do, Tim Buck ain't fucking listening to the show. Okay. You know that as well as I do. Okay. He's, He's got better busy. things to do. He's on the USBC yeah, message yeah, boards, like, right? Monitor the clown show of the USBC yes. Facebook, this discussion board. Yes. I got plans. I'm like freaking like one of those guys where I'll plan. I'll be three steps ahead of you and your message boards. Okay. I got you covered. It's gonna be fun. It's going. We're going to war. We're putting on the helmet. We're strapping the boots. You fucked with the wrong people, my man. You shouldn't have banned me. You banned Mike twice. This is it, man. It's. It, so, yeah, it, I mean, it's it, honestly, it's comical. That that discussion board is such. Uh, it's such a oh, shithole. It's, it's, it's such banned? a shithole, and that's saying something for the internet. So, like, you well, know, I mean, it's just banned. it's a mess over there, like. These 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 internet board people, these group admin people, it go, the power goes to their head when the numbers go up on these boards. It's ridiculous. Uh, the best way to deal with it is just leave the board, you know. And and we may even no. start our own thing, perhaps. So I we're into that. Uh, is, he, we're also, you know, uh, we've never done merch, Rob. Up to this point, we've oh, never yeah. done merch. Yes, but Tim Buck. Yeah. Tim Buck may have pushed it's, us. Inspired, he may have man. pushed us to the point. What do you guys think in the chat? What do you think in the chat? A little merch, a little merch around this. Yeah, you little, want to do a little little, uh, little T-shirt to rock, a little inside joke T-shirt that we could all rock that everybody Dude, that would, would know awesome. what the deal is. More I don't know. Might be coming down the pike. We'll see. So Tim Buck, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, yeah. Whoever the rat is, yeah, whatever. You need, you need, uh, you need more. You need, you need to need get a life. Time. You need to get Ooh, a life, man. John Stevenson says admin merch. I like Ooh, that, John. Yeah, I like that, be. John. I like that a lot. You're on you're on the right path there, John. Yo, man, but like the craziest thing about the whole thing is is the fact that he was banning people that just knew me. That knew me. Like that didn't even like post anything or like anything or laugh at anything. He was going and literally deleting people from the board that knew me because he must have been so so crazy yo he must have been so heated yo he must have been so heated he went on a rampage (laughs) he went on a he went on a banning rampage that he just started banning people left and right for no reason and dude that is yo you're a dictator my man you are a dictator you are taking your power and you are using it for the wrong sweep the rack is going to use our power for the right because we're for the people, and we're coming after USBC discussion forum boards. Spread the word, people. We're coming, and we're coming hard, bro. 
What'd you say, Mike, on, on your great interview with Fef about coming for the if you're coming for the king or what is that? You're coming for you the come crown? for the king, you best not miss. You best not miss. They say. Well, he missed. He missed. Missed. So yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. Stay tuned for some merch. And stay tuned. Admin. Admin merch. Yo, if you're on the message board right now, stay in the message board. Because you guys are in for a real treat and a real entertainment. Because it is coming down. It is coming down hard. That's all I'm going to say about that, Mike. All right. So uh, we move on. We move on. Well, until uh, until we're, we move on until worst of the week. We move on until week. worst of the week. We'll come back to some of that uh, in worst of the week, I think. Oh, uh, 100%. Uh, all right, league night last night. Oh, oh yeah, I thought we were going to skip your league. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you, people. I should. I should skip the First league off, I thought Mike was going to miss tonight's show and no show because of the fact where he's doing his league review, okay? So, Mike. Did you really think I was going to no show because I bold bag? Come on, man. I thought you were going to come back. You, know, you know me better than that. You, I was man. waiting for an appearance from the house bowler. I'm not sure where he was. Oh. Yeah, mysterious. Uh, All right, Mike, give it to us. Let's hear it. What happened last night? 470. Uh, 470 for three. I'll give you my my games. Hold on. I'll give you my games if you want. Hold on. I'm kicking Mike off the show. Hold on. Wait, I'm removing him. Yo, I removed Mike off the show. Yo, we can't have anybody co-hosting with me that shoots 470 every week. Yo, all of the people, you want to be a co-host of Sleep the Rack? Come on the show, man. Get me the application. Video Rob 11 at Gmail. All right, you're back. Uh, 47-61-66. Oh, yo, at least you got better. <laughs> uh, yo. All right, so a little backstory. Well, let's be serious. Uh, here, yeah, yeah no, you want to hear something. We want to hear the worst part. Yeah. I didn't miss it. I did not miss a makeable spare, and I actually made one split. And still shot that bad. So that goes to show you how little I struck throughout the night. Uh, yeah. So, little we'll back talk a little bit about with the conversation we had last night. Yeah, little back, little 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 backstory here. Uh, and and listen, listen. I'll say I say it every week. If you think I stink, if you think it's that easy, go try it yourself and and tell me how you do. Tell me how Yo, it they're comes hard, out, man. You know? They're hard. Just so you were telling me they're hard. So the center that I bowl in, okay. Nico, we'll I've, get to that. We're going to talk. Yeah, to we're going to get yeah. to that, Nico. We got that on our list for sure. Um, the center that I bowl at, I bowled there over the summer in the house league, right? And I talked a little bit about that on the podcast. And the machine, their lane machine, had been malfunctioning. Okay, so word was they were going to get a new Kegel machine at some point, right? Well, a couple weeks ago, the new Kegel machine shows up. The word then became that they were waiting for someone to uh, to uh, come from Kegel to program it, get it, get it working, get it running. And then they were going to take it over from there. Well, we walk into the center on Tuesday night and word is the new machine is in use. Now the plan was to, for us to actually put out the patterns, practice on them, get a chance to see, you know, perhaps what the differences were between the two machines. So walk into the center last night, they're like new machine. So I start with the ball that I used the last time on this pattern. I actually went front seven with the last game on this pattern. And it's just, I mean, I, I can I cannot keep it right of the head pin. So I'm like, okay, clearly I can't use that ball. Uh, 
Yeah, really, it was just, it, it was like other weeks, like other weeks where I don't have a clear idea of how to play them or what to do or what ball to use. It just kind of becomes a guessing game. It becomes a guessing game of using this ball or that ball. Maybe I get lucky for a few frames and get lined up with something, and then that goes away pretty quickly, and then I'm on to something else. So, uh yeah, it was it was it was uh it was not a good night, not a good night for me. Frustrating night, very frustrating night actually. Okay, so so here's the thing is look, we talked last night for for a little bit about about this. Now my recommendation to you is just you telling me the bowling balls you were bringing in and what the shot looks like. Next week you're bowling on the long pattern, correct? But you don't know how much do you know how much volume they're putting out on the long pattern cuz that's going to like tell you a lot. Of I things. could look it up. It's it, I mean, it's it's pretty tight. They're pretty tight. Okay. My whole thing is, I, I, the way you were explaining it to me, I want you to try more surface on your equipment. Um, and I, if you have to put your ball at a thousand or even five hundred, um, I know my brothers in chat, and my brother could vouch, Dave, that Dave uh, has most of his success bowling on the tough patterns, especially the short patterns, using like a five hundred or a thousand um, and something smooth. I feel like your stuff is too aggressive. Um, so I want you to at least, you know, next time you're bowling on something that's shorter, flatter, just use more surface on your equipment. I think your ball speed is too high and you're, um, you know, you're just using too much aggressive stuff. Cause look like if you're hit, if you're going through the nose and this is a good point or, or tip for people listening, if your ball is going through the nose and you're splitting every time you go through the nose and if you're missing right and you're leaving two eight tens. And you're not leaving two pins and you know three sixes, and um, it means your ball is is way too like skid snappy or way too aggressive. Um, that you need to figure out a way to control the back of the lane, and you know try something with surface. Try maybe you know even go to something like a, a two inch pin. Um, you know urethane. We talked. You're gonna have to be more on top of the gutter to use urethane, but. Just some piece of advice, man. I would try it and see what happens. Get back to us, and uh, I guarantee you, you won't shoot four seventy if you're trying to use something like a thousand or five hundred. Yeah, I want to ask you. I want to ask you two questions that relate to my uh, recent league experiences as well. I'm going to keep it as general as I can here. Uh, Sorry, good to see you, Rob. How do you feel? What are your thoughts? And people in the chat, feel free to comment as well. What are your thoughts on? Uh, how do I even want to phrase this? Let me say. What would your thought be if someone you were bowling with on a team, when you cross over or someone else on your team crosses over, they slap it out and cheer? What would your thought be on that? If it was a competitive league in a, in a, in a, in a competitive environment, I wouldn't like it at all. Um, if it's a fun league and it's, like you know, some Vegas league or something in that nature. I don't vacation really league or something. Yeah, I don't care because right. I know the type of bowlers that I'm bowling with. But right. if I'm bowling in a competitive scratch league or a competitive even handicap league where like there's a lot of money at stake, or even any competitive league, right, where there's great bowlers bowling, um, and I'm thinking more tournament wise. Um, if I'm bowling with them, I wouldn't care. But if I'm bowling a match against them. Um, and they clap out of Brooklyn against me, they better be ready for the heat because I'm bringing the heat. If I, oh, the, the real strikes is going to get yelled and it's going to get yelled really loud. The old school traditional real strikes, baby, real strikes. Clap this out, clap this out. 
but yeah, I'm 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 not going to be a fan of it if I'm bowling against them. Uh, you know, if, if I'm bowling with them, even I mean, yeah, like that's kind of uh, that's an amateur. That's a that's a that's a rookie maneuver, in my opinion. Uh, my second question would be, uh, might be even a, like a two quest two part question here. Hundred uh, percent, Robert. I agree. Hundred percent. Have, have you have you ever needed? someone on your team to tell you what the situation is in a game. And, and if, if they, if someone on your team did do that regularly to you, what would your reaction to that be? Like, Um, in other words, if somebody during the game was constantly reminding you like, Hey, we're down by 30, we're down by 40. We need this spare. You need to get more than nine on this shot to win the game. I am aware of everything that's going on when I'm bowling a tournament or a league at right. every frame, every aspect. Isn't of that my like? Game. Isn't that an assumption almost? If you're yes, especially if you're a, um, a legit, you know, scratch bowler, you know, in league, you know, in a tournament, you know everything that's going on because it affects how you make decisions on your like shots and where. I am not going to switch balls in the middle of Perfect a tournament, example. right? If I am, or in the tenth frame of a league game, right? If, but if you know you need a spare in this, to win this game, right? Or I know, I, I know, I know what totals are after two games. I know. So everything if I'm that's going, going up in the tenth and and I know totals are close, I know, I know that I'm aware of that. Like because there's decisions that are being made, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm not talking about sandbagging people because right that's, the mental approach, the mental approach. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Like here's a good example, right? Like if I'm bowling a, a match and I need you know a strike, uh, and I need a double and two pins to win, and I double, dude, that last bill shot, I'm going to switch balls if it's a you know best of five or if it's a tournament where maybe I want to look for another reaction further down. Like you, those are decisions you make based on the the, the situation. But if you need a double and nine, you're not going to switch balls, right? Because you need that nine. League is the same thing, right? Like I don't need someone telling me every frame I'm up by 30. I'm down by 30. You need to double. Like, dude, I'm throwing every shot as best as I can, regardless if I'm down 30, down a hundred up 70. Right. That's my other point. Like, you know, the 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 situation in many instances is irrelevant. I'm still up there trying to make my best shot and strike, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Matt would surprise me if you were banned, bro. Like, I can't see anything on the chat. If you yep. can't see it in your groups, bro, you're banned. And yo, he probably commenting this wacko, this wacko, wacko, Tim Buck. He probably went back and looked at who's in the comments of our episodes and probably banned everybody who comments 100. on our episodes. Hundred. Right. Let us know, people. Let us know if uh, you're um, still able to access the USBC discussion forum. Just go into Facebook, go to your groups, type it in. If you can't see it, you're not. Yeah, it's anymore. not in the search. Then you're banned. It's not in the and search, listen, burners are real easy, people. Just create a Gmail, and you can create a new Facebook and get back in there. And when you do, tell them who sent you. Tell them yeah, who sent tell you. Them tell them who's hot. Come on, we got, we got, a, we got to make an effort here, people. We can't, we can't just, we can't just let somebody. Uh, push us over like this but rob listen yeah so my frustration level super high you know super high obviously not bowling good struggling can't forget you want to know you want to know the yeah true you want to (laughs) know you want to know the craziest thing about it last night 
So I went to practice last Friday, and I, I bowled really good. I threw it really good. I was ultra confident coming in the t- last night. And then when they said that they used the new machine, I threw a couple shots, and the ball that I had been using wasn't working. So I went to another ball, which I thought, okay, th- what, from what I brought in, this is, this is probably what is going to give me the best look. As soon as I got warmed up, first two shots with that ball, dead flush, dead flush, okay, in practice. First two shots I threw with that ball, dead flush, dead flush. And then from there, it just went downhill. Like, it, it, you know, it, either either I didn't throw it the same way or they changed just a little bit to where it was no good any any longer. But, uh, yeah, very frustrating night. I'm very frustrated with my bowling. Uh, but, you know. Let, I, I do I do it as a hobby, so it's not something that I'm going to let really get to me all that much. But I would I would like to start bowling better for sure. Honestly, dude, it feels like you're just in, in in today's day in today's game. You don't need to throw the ball physically at a hundred percent to score um, on those sports shots. It, it really what it comes down to. And Barry Asher would kill me if he was watching the show right now because he used to hate when I used to say this sounds like you're just not matching up with your equipment, honestly, because when you have the right ball in your hand, you don't need to throw the ball a hundred percent to score on a sports shot. I mean, you right. could, the, the whole idea of a sports shot is to be able to find the ball that you can make the most physical mistakes and still score right. well or not leave splits. Yeah. Right? And, and, and play the right part of the lane as well, obviously. Right. That's important too. So uh, yeah, I'm going to keep at it. Uh, I'm actually, I'm, I I can't even believe I'm going to say this. I actually might go out and bowl a tournament this weekend. So I don't know. Yeah, so we'll see. You know, league uh, is league. Tournaments is different. Yeah, it's Halloween weekend, so I don't know uh, if I'll be able to make it. But if I can, if I can find a way to finagle it, uh, there are two events on sport patterns uh, this weekend. Shout to Bowlage and shout to shout to Greg Tack. Yeah. so, all right, we'll, we'll move on, move on from my league review, right? We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll keep it moving here. Uh, you want to talk? I mean, yeah, you want to talk about the urethanes a little bit more urethane? I know you're not happy the, about that, Rob. Yo, it's just the start of it. Like, this is just the start of it. Of course, the the, the bowling ball companies are going to are gonna latch on to the urethane because, look, that's what people are buying. The, the, the bowling ball companies are out to get your money, people. They're businesses, okay? You know, they – and I, I, I tweeted this out, and a lot of people gave me shit when I did – is the fact where these bowling balls that they're coming out, these new releases, are the same freaking bowling balls they have in their plants. They just put a new cover, a new core. They mix it up. They rebrand it. They put on a new color, and they market it completely different, and they sell it as a high-performance new release, okay? That being said, the urethanes, right? That's the that's the it right now. That's the, that's the thing. Everybody's drilling urethanes. They want urethanes. Those prices for the urethane bowls, I guarantee you, they're slowly increasing, right? I was, t- you know, you took the you took the thought right out of my head. Yeah, you know, that's what you're gonna see. You're gonna see these new urethane ur- balls coming out that are marketed in some way that the pr- that the price is higher on them. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, and then so like, look, like, look, these new releases that come out have now really ask yourself this question, people. Okay, and I really want you to ask yourself this question. Have the bowling balls and the performance of these new releases that come out every six months or three months, are they really any different than the new releases that came out five years ago, even 10 years ago? (laughs) The scores are still high. They're always going to be high. The balls aren't reacting differently in the last 10 years. Now, once in a while, 
there is a ball. <clears throat> Once in a while, there does come out with a ball that changes and, and, and definitely it's a home run, like a, right? Yeah, like, like a purple like, hammer is a good example, right? Yeah, like an all time or a high that. road, a high, high road, road, right? Yeah, but reality, these companies are taking old technology and they're just mixing, matching, they're putting new colors and new promos and new marketing, and they're selling you the same shit over again. Everybody says the best ball ever because that's the marketing of it, people. I got to have the new this. I got to have the new that. It's, John, it's all a marketing. John Stevenson in the chat saying everyone says best ball ever. Got to have it in your bag. Yeah, yeah. A lot of patch look, pirates out there. Look, if all of a sudden if I saw everybody averaging 240 and 250, right, or even 260, I'd say, wow, the balls are really getting good. Like you can't miss. Like you, But look, the averages five years ago were, were at 230 and 220 in the house shot or 215 or whatever it is, right? Five years later, has the technology really increased from the bowling balls from where they were? That's my point. My point is they haven't, okay? You could still drill up a ball five years ago, a blank, and probably still average and have a great look on, on, on your house shot. So anyway, that being said. So, so, so then, well, I want to ask this question now that you, that you brought that up. So why then is there still such a strong – uh, demand, I guess, or why is there still such a strong market for bowling balls? If well, what you're, if what you're saying ball. is true, then you would think that there wouldn't be that strong of a market for bowling balls, right? Is it because the, the general bowling public doesn't recognize what you're saying? Everybody wants the new, the new thing, okay? If you're out, look, I'm not a marketing genius or a, look, I'm not even in a marketing field. But think about like the iPhone, okay, or an iPad. Did they come out with a new iPhone every year? And the iPhone, yes, it has some new – the, the camera is always better and the battery is always better, right? But in reality, how, how much different is the iPhone 11 compared to the iPhone 12? Like it's really not that big of a difference. Yes, there are some technical features that are better. Bowling balls though, dude, everybody just wants the new – the new the new like – you know, they want every – they want to walk into their league with that new ball that just released – and they want to be like, look what I just got. I just got the new, you know, even, so, so forth. Okay, even, even if that ball sucks and they're using that ball at the expense of using a ball that they really have a good look with and have a lot of success with? Yeah, it's called new ball-itis. You, everybody's had new ball-itis. I've had new ball-itis. You just drilled up a ball, right? You go to league, you pull it out of your bag, and – Yo, you're making sure everybody around you is watching you while you put that ball on the rack, okay? You want everybody to see this new ball you just drilled that nobody has yet on the rack. And then you get up and you go and practice. Ten minutes, you haven't thrown one strike, okay? Guess what? You're still using it because you know why? Because you have new ball-itis, okay? That's what it's always been called. Everybody has had new ball-itis. You have a ball in your bag you know is going to strike. But you got to throw that new ball you just drilled from the pro shop, even though it sucks. Okay. I hope I hope everybody who's listening to just the audio of this knows that as Rob is talking and as I'm asking these questions, I'm I have a big smile on my face and I'm just on the verge of laughter. So don't take my don't take my questions here too seriously. Rob, do you do you remember you just made me think of something? You just brought me back. Do you remember the holidays? Yes. yes <laughs> do, you, do you remember? Yes. yes. Do you remember and John. John and Mark Holiday? Mark and John, of course. Oh my God! Shout to John and Mark Holiday. Where are I? I hope this gets back to them somehow. 
Shout to John and Mark Halliday for they, those. How of many you, balls did they? Oh, yeah. For Lord. for those of you who were who did not have the pleasure of bowling JBTs in the uh, mid to late nineties, John and Mark Halliday were two brothers uh, from New Jersey who bowled JBTs, and they both had. It, I I I don't want to go crazy here and and really exaggerate. They at least had. They both had one four stack donkey roller. Do you guys remember the donkey rollers? That had like their cases, time, right? The cases time. that <laughs> the cases that you would stack up the two balls in, right? They each had one of those. And Rob, I don't know if I'm like exaggerating here, but I think they had a third that they shared. That like they both had four balls on a third one. And Rob, am I lying that every weekend these yeah. guys would show yeah, up is- to the JBT with with Whatever brand new bowling balls had come out at that time, they would be showing up with those bowling balls. Am I lying or am I telling the no, truth? They always had the same ball. They always had the same like twelve balls with them each, and they literally like John. They were decent bowlers too. They weren't bad bowlers, but they literally every ball they had did the exact same thing. They would just play ten, and it didn't matter what the shot was, what the ball they were throwing. They played 10 to 5, and if it was there, it was there. If not, they took their 70 bowling balls, they packed it in, hopefully, a V10 car and put it all in their <laughs> yeah. trunk, and they were went away. And you know what? They were nice kids, and we, I, you know, they weren't very, you know, friendly, but, you know, they had, had 100 bowling balls. Anyway. Okay, so um, back, back to the conversation about the balls and whatnot. I just want to make a point about what the reason for this is, right? Because I asked you, and we, we obviously heard your response. I, th- I thought it was really good. Um, I, I think I think it's the the bowling community that's to blame at large. Like like the the bowling ball companies. I mean, it's their job to sell people bowling balls. But uh, at the same time, you know, as we've talked about on here before, I think that it's gotten a little bit out of control. You know, with the with the constant pushing of the balls, and uh, like somebody mentioned in the chat, uh, the constant uh, boast, the constant boast of of these new balls coming out. When you know, in reality. Uh, people might be better off throwing something that's older that uh, has worked for them, drilling and drilling a second, uh, a second edition of a ball that they really liked, right? Getting a brand new one, fresh surface, etc. I'll also say this, Robin P. I don't. Maybe this is like a little conspiracy theorist of me to say, but I'm going to throw it out there because I really do feel this way. When we were younger, I felt like the bowling balls lasted much longer than they do today. Like not, not only in terms of, of not cracking, but, but I'm, I'm also talking about like the reaction of the ball, like the reaction of the ball lasted longer than it does now. And I'm, I'm sure there could be various reasons for that. Right. Surfaces, more oil on the lane, probably getting into the surface of the ball, et cetera. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, especially uh, as in the last, I'd say five, ten years, I feel like you know you throw these balls for uh, eighty, a hundred games, and they kind of lose their pop. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I, I didn't. We didn't deal with a lot of crack balls back when like high performance like first came out. I mean, it, yeah, you dealt with every once in a while, like a rare occasion where your ball would crack in your bag. I've mostly it'd be bridges, right? Yeah, I've seen balls crack on walls, blank balls in pro shops 
but literally would like they'd come in in the morning and the ball was cracked on the wall of the pro shop. Um, but yeah, I think it has to do with just the covers being more volatile these days. And someone explained this to me that is very, who knows what they're talking about where like the bowling surf, the, the bowling ball surface, the cells are always moving. They're always changing because their performance balls, they're like, these cells are always changing and moving and changing and moving. And then you put them in the right circumstance and they, they crack um, because that's the way it is. Like, it, it, and it, I feel bad. Imagine if you were a kid these days and you managed to get a bowling ball for your birthday, which is what I, I what, what, I, how I would get a new bowling ball. And like a, a month later it cracks. I mean, it would be like completely devastating, especially if the ball like was a good ball. But, look, but let me say this uh, back to your point. Um, in my old and wiser age, Mike, um, how I pick what I choose to drill these days or when I was bowling was based on the success of that people had with the bowling ball. It was very rare that I would drill a new release unless it was given for me free that I wasn't sure that this ball was a pretty good ball. And what I mean by that is like, Watching a lot of bowling, flow bowling, you go to league, go to tournaments, all of a sudden you start seeing a common denominator where a lot of people are throwing the same ball a lot. And a good example of that is the Roto Grip Zen. Um, uh, not, I'm sorry, the Global 900 Zen. Okay, excuse me. Everybody was throwing the Zen. All the pros were throwing it. Everybody around me was throwing it. After six, eight months, you you ask people and you figure it out. Wow, that's a ball I probably must have in my bag. Um, now, is you know, and if you watch enough bowling and you're around it enough, you know the good balls compared to the ones that are bad, right? So I feel like that's what people start needing start needing to do is start like really paying attention to what everybody around them is throwing, um, and the pros more than your league like people in your league. Pay attention to what a lot of the pros are throwing, um, you know, in qualifying, not on TV. Okay, right. qualifying, match play, and you could get a good gauge of really the really good balls that are being made compared to the just new releases that is a must-have. And, you know, you you drill it and you pay the money, and then it ends up not being a good ball. Talk about JBT legends. Sean Wyant, we just, we, we just talked about John and Mark just, Halliday. I, I saw Sean Wyant last week when I went to SVSU. Oh, really? Okay. What's I up, did, Sean? What's yeah. going on? Uh, I did. We, we just talked about John and Mark Halliday, Sean Wyant. I know that'll blow your mind. Uh, yeah. All right, Rob, we're going to move on, yes? Yes, we got some PBA schedule to talk. We got some PWBA action. All right, let's talk PWBA action. Let's let's, let's talk PWBA action. Uh, Bowl of the year is like locked. Stephanie Z- locked. Zavala. Uh, what a rookie year. Nobody's nobody's talking about it, right? If Yo, let me tell you something real quick, okay? Let me let me let me school people here. If this if this happened with one of their like if if, if a PWBA bowler that was you know that one of their marketable like I don't know whoever it is like won three titles, shit would be everywhere, right? I kind of feel like Stephanie Zavala as a rookie winning three PWBA events needs to be spoken about more right now today because of what she did. That's that's amazing what she just did. In my opinion, she was going to be bowl of the year prior, right? She was already in the running for it. The third title has got to get her locked up, no, for PWBA, like bowl of the year. Mm, I think uh, Dasha Kovalova has a has has a somewhat of a claim. 
Maybe, but I think Zavala kind of locked it up. Um, I think, yeah, I think they're definitely. I, I look. I, I don't want to say. I don't want to speculate on, on on why I don't think they're marketing Stephanie more than they should. But look, she's she's here to stay, bro. She's not going anywhere. She's gonna win a lot more titles. She's completely like just right now running over the PWBA tour. Honestly, like as somebody who's new on tour. This is really impressive to me. So shout outs to you, Stephanie. You're, uh, you were my favorite when they asked me um, on Bowling with the Feff on my interview uh, who the favorite to win Bowl of the Year was. And I took Stephanie because, you know, uh, of just how good she's been bowling. And to win another one is amazing. So congrats, seriously. Yeah, people in the chat are reminding us that the uh, PWBA Player of the Year is by point. So right now, Verity... Uh, Crawley is the points leader there. I, the, I don't give a shit. It, she's player of the year in my eyes, Mike. <laughs> you, we're giving our we're giving our own award. Is that what you're saying? Sweep the rack, PWBA Bowl of the Year, Stephanie Zavala. I don't care. I gotta say, I gotta say this because I've I've watched I've watched this this young lady bowl uh, quite a bit now. And I don't, you know, no one take this the wrong way. Okay. I'm not knocking oh, the young lady. Go. All right. Here we go. But like, it's, it's the, when I watch her versus some of the other female bowlers out there and their games, right? I would not, I would not pick her to be the one winning. I mean that's obvious. She's she doesn't throw the ball as good as like Daria does or like yo. But maybe but like let me say this: like I don't think I've ever seen somebody get so much ball reaction from such a what seems like what seems like a very effortless release. Did you yeah. see the way she was playing them? Like she was she was. Hooking it, hooking it. You know who okay. has that same. You know who has that same type of like style to me. Who you know seems like they kind of do an effortless kind of hook is like EJ Tackett. Like EJ no, Tackett. No, that's terrible. Effortless, effortless. No, he. No, 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 you're right. EJ you're Tackett right. looks like you're he's right. like whacking on it as hard you're as right. he can. You're you right. know, I'm I, thinking somebody who has like got a soft. You know, you know, hand, you know. I'm trying to compare I mean, it it's to somebody, re- but it's you're rev right. rate too, though. It's rev rate too, though. Like, like I think guys are tough comparisons because a lot of guys have have. Uh, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Jake Peters. No, no, I don't like. No, he see no, now to he's, me, he's somebody who definitely hooks the board. The Jake Peters. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but he, but again, Jake Peters to me is somebody who, when I watch him bowl, I think, wow. He gets way more reaction out of the ball right. than I would imagine he should for the way he throws it. Like again, if you showed me just them throwing the ball with no ball going down the lane and asked me to draw, how's this ball going to react? I'd be like, oh no, there ain't going to be much reaction here. They're going to be playing pretty straight. How My about goodness. something like Ronnie Russell? Would Ronnie Russell be a fair comparison? But but so definitely. much so much rev rate. Yeah. Right. So much rev rate. I mean, he's got a ton of rev rate. So I I, anyway, congrats to Stephanie. Like, no, she's like, she, we'll keep crushing it. I mean, whatever she's w- doing, whatever, whatever she's doing, keep doing it. 
The Keep PWBA going. is, um, I think, back. This actually, they're bowling again. Uh, yeah, they're the bowling right now. Days. They're bowling right now. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's the, uh, Pe- Pepsi, it? the Pepsi Open, I think. Pepsi, Pepsi Classic, Classic is this weekend. The Pepsi yeah. Classic, yeah. So good to see the PWA have a um, seems to be a better tour than the men these days. They seem to be bowling more than the men are. Rob, we um, got uh, we got to we got to reach out. We got to reach out, make some things happen there. Oh, who's uh, No, well, with with the P- PWBA uh, ladies in general, I think. Oh. You know, I would like to. Uh, I would like to. to Andrew Anderson's a good bit. comparison, I think, to Stephanie. Like, just throwing it out there. Nah, um, again, so much rev rate, so much rev rate. T- sh- tell me somebody who's got a rev rate similar to Stephanie Zavala. No, I'm just trying to that, think the that, style that gets comparison. that kind of reaction. Yeah, don't forget uh, they're live on TV Sunday at five. Um, okay, is that Nico? Is that five p.m. Eastern, Central, West Coast? What, what are we talking here? Um, oh, Nico, we already had Kelly Kulik on. You could go check the archives. Yeah, we did. Um, we, had Kelly, we had a good interview with Kelly. Great interview, by the way. So let's talk PBA schedule, Mike, because we did our own schedules, and the PBA finally released their schedule. Yeah. And uh, I know there's been a little bit of a chatter about the schedule. I'm not against it, right? Like I kind of feel like the schedule actually um, isn't, isn't terrible. Um, but I think we you talked a little bit on bowling with the FEF yesterday. Or is it a Monday? Monday, yeah. Uh, about you know, waiting to see what the money looks like. Like, is the is the PBA going to start the, you know, league right? Or the league they're going to start their 2022 guaranteed PBA tour schedule with a 250k PBA players championship prize. Personally, I think they they are. Just because it, it, why wouldn't they? It's the same format there they, that they did, you know, previous. Uh, what they're doing the East, South, Midwest, Southwest, West region finals on January twenty third and fourth, and then uh, the PBA uh, Players Championship finals is uh, live. Here, here's the thing, though, Mike. I don't think did they do this. They might now. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember. My memory's terrible. The the region. Finals are all going to be live on FS1. Did they do that last year? Mm, no. Some of them were taped. Some of them were live, but some of them were taped. So, yeah. So, they're going to be going live literally from what the, the, the PBA Tour.com says is they're going live on FS1 for every region finals. No, that's good. Um. All right, I want to, I want to, I want to read uh, a thread of tweets by Tom Clark today. Some, some okay. people in the, uh, some people in the chat are, uh, are, are referring to some of the things that were in these tweets. So I'm going to read you these tweets, and then I'm going to give you uh, some of the, uh, so, some of my thoughts from what I gathered from what he said. Right. Hundred K, Mike. That's what Nico's saying. I trust that. Yeah, they, trust they did. Nico's they story. knocked it down. They did. They knocked it down to hundred K. Right. You're going to hear that in the tweets. Here's one of the things okay. I'm asking: Where'd the other hundred and fifty thousand go? Was that just a one-time thing? Was it a one-time thing that we did a two hundred fifty thousand dollar tournament and that's it? Maybe once in mean, That's the case because they had a. And, and you know, I got to say, Rob, I heard, I heard rumblings. I heard rumblings when they announced that two hundred fifty thousand dollar tournament last year that the reason that they had such a big first-place prize for that tournament was because there were there were funds left over from other events that they were not able to run while COVID was at its height. So a little bit disappointing to see that. 
a little I mean, bit disappointing to see that with the you know if they're not if if they had another what I'm saying is disappointing is if they had a two hundred fifty thousand dollar event last year. Clearly, we see the players isn't going to be two fifty this year. And is there going to be any two hundred fifty thousand dollar event, or was that a one time thing that's going away? Because honestly, I think you know that's an important part of of regaining people's uh, attention on bowling as a sport on TV is guys bowling for bigger prize funds. But all right, let me. Let me read these uh, tweets by Tom Clark here. Uh, 2022 guaranteed rate PBA tour, which starts in January. Here's just a few things I like about the 13 events leading up to the PBA playoffs. Six of the events have a $100,000 first place prize. PBA Players Championship, U.S. Open, which isn't, which isn't necessarily a PBA event. PBA Tournament of Champions, PBA World Championship, USBC Masters. Again, same thing. PBA playoffs and all tier one and tier two events have a one to three prize fund payout ratio. No squad equity issues as no tournaments conducted by the PBA will have multiple squads. I found that to be very interesting. That's a, that's a topic that's come up a, a few times over the last couple of years. And there are varying competition formats used throughout the season from round Robin match play to eliminators to elimination match play. Uh, all qualifying and match play rounds for every event leading up to the PBA playoffs will be streamed live on Flow Bowling. All events conducted by the PBA will, re- will reserve spots in the main fields for advancers from the pre-tournament qualifiers, which means no PBA members will be shut out of competing. Every championship round leading up to the PBA playoffs will use the classic stepladders finals format. Nine of those finals will be live on Fox Sports with action on Fox Bet, four will be live on Flow. Among special venues in play, our signature event, PBA Tournament of Champions, returns to historic AMF Rivera Bowl in Fairlawn, Ohio, and the U.S. Open is back at storied Woodland Bowl in Indianapolis. That's where Bill wanted to. The PBA Players Championship will use two oil patterns, uh, Chameleon 39 and Dragon 45, including dual patterns for the regional and championship finals, which means six TV shows will feature different patterns on each lane. Before we get to the playoffs, there are 13 different oil patterns of varying lengths and challenges during official rounds. Cheetah, Viper, Chameleon, Bear, Scorpion, Dragon, Shark, Webb, Holman, Johnson, Roth, Anthony, Salvino. With action taking place in 14 different U.S. cities, defending playoff champ Kyle Truk will lead an exciting field to players, blah, 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 and the fans will be back is the last thing he said there. So I go through all that. Uh, Rob, anything that stuck out to you? Um, <clears throat> I definitely like the squad equity. I think we talked to numerous players um, about that, and I feel like that's something that the players have been asking for for a while because bowling personally in some tournaments, if you're on a wrong squad, uh, you kind of get the shaft of it. Uh, you know, how many times, Mike, have we seen a top 16 where 13 or 14 of the bowlers have been from like A squad or, or, or whatever it is? And maybe one bowler from C squad, just using it as an example. I think that's interesting. Um, I, honestly, though, I, I liked what he had to say. Like, it sounded like promising. They're giving, you know, what do you say? Uh, how many tournaments with $100,000? Six. Dude, that's that's a pretty decent amount of tournaments paying $100,000 for what we're used to with the PBA. So I don't really have any problems. 14 different cities, nine live shows, four full. I mean, 
dude, like not like seeing those tweets and just hearing about it. I kind of think that's not a bad like string of like tweets. And I'm excited about the 2022 schedule and in, in, in the PBA, to be honest with you. And, you know, we're the first to give them a hard time. And I feel like we're, 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 we're doing okay right now. Uh, I'd like to see a $250,000 event. The playoffs, yeah, like I'll the last that. season, the last event. Okay. Love that they're already talking about betting and, and nine of the shows being available on Fox bet. Let's get behind that bowling community. Let's get behind that PBA. Let's get the PBA brass like Tom Clark out there on some non-bowling content media uh, talking about betting on bowling. You know, let's try and educate the people. Let's try and promote the fact that you can, you'll be able to bet on bowling. Let's, let's work with Fox Bet so that we can get some odds on betting on guys to win or make the stepladder in a tournament rather than only being able to bet on the stepladder. Right. Let's 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 try and expand that a little bit this year. Let's do a better job with that. Uh, that has me a bit excited. Uh, I don't know about my excitement over there being, you know, shows that aren't going to be on national TV or going to be on flow only. Rob, we've talked a lot about it. I mean, you know, the, 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 the quality of what flow has been doing has has been decreasing uh, steadily now for some time. So I don't know. You know, maybe it's an opportunity for them to pick it up and, and you know, rededicate themselves to what they were doing there. Or, uh, you know, perhaps this is the uh, the nail in the coffin in terms of uh, Flo's involvement in, in the PBA as a, as a broadcast partner in that way. So we'll, we'll see that as well. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I like the school too. I don't have any major problems with it. I don't have any major issues. I agree. I agree with uh, – I think it was Sherry in the chat who, and I've said this many times before, that, that in fact my schedule was kind of set up around this idea that you know they need a constant night, they need a constant day or night that they own, and you know we need to provide that consistency if we can. But listen, I'll take it where I can get it right now. I also want to see where the playoffs are going to be. Yeah, Bring, well, I, mean, I, where's I have a challenge. Yo, I <laughs> have a challenge to the PBA, and I said this on Bowling with the Fef too. And if you guys aren't familiar, I'll just go on a little diversion here. Bowling with the Theft is another bowling content-related podcast. Check them out. Rob was on there. I was on there this past Monday. He does great interviews. Uh, he's the Nardwar of the bowling game. If you don't know who Nardwar is, look that up on YouTube. I don't have time to explain it to you. But uh, I, I talked about this on Bowling with the Theft on Monday uh, in terms of you know challenging the PBA to bring bring the playoffs to Carolier. Jersey, the New Jersey area will show you that that we can give the same kind of environment, hype environment that Bayside can. Obviously, be in a different way, but uh, but yeah, we I think we can definitely do it. So I'd love to see that, Rob. If if that happens, Rob, I expect you to fly out, and I expect uh, I expect a uh, a tailgate, a sweep the rack tailgate, sweep the rack. Beef and Barnsey sponsored tailgate. That's what I need if the PBA brings the playoffs to Carolier. Dude, that'd be awesome. Uh, I mean, think about, I think that might be like, I, I, I'm pretty sure they tailgated at Bayside a few times, but our tailgate would, would crush Bayside. Because if, um, but yeah, man, that would be cool. Let's see. Oh, Christian's Kona. Hi, guys. I go to the playoff at Carolier at this time if I do get picked as y'all's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yo, man, I'm sure Christian's excited about the the, the PBA schedule, man. Like he, he's uh, coming. Christian, nice bowling at the at the uh, recent world competition. Uh, by the way, uh, you know he won a couple medals there, so uh, nice bowling there. And yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure a lot of PBA players are happy about the schedule. Rob, I'm at, yeah. Well, I'm happy know? they announced it. At least they gave like they didn't wait till December to announce it on to go to January. I feel like they they're able to get their feet on their ground because you know COVID last year and all that shit happened. And so yeah, man, I'm look, man. Like you said, we'll take it when we can get it. They're going to be betting. You know, I feel like when it comes to flow, and I know you made that point about flow losing quality, I feel like if Bolero wants to move on, you know, because the quality, I feel like it's going to take them a while to get something new set up. So um, I'm like, this, look, this is speculation, okay? But we've been hinting towards that for a while um, just based on the quality, but – We'll see what happens, man. I hope Flo could put it together this year. I feel like this is a make or break year for Flo, honestly. I feel like they, you know, they have a schedule out. I feel like they could start putting out some new content, some new off the lanes con- content that they were doing for a while. Um, and let's, you know, hopefully they could, you know, get their shit together this year and give us some more bowling content because of this big schedule that the PBA has. Yeah, very true. Yeah, Nico uh, in the chat saying, I still remember when Bill made the U.S. Open and we went crazy for him. That was at Carol or Nico. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, and, and if you guys have never seen that show, it's a tough show to find on YouTube, uh, but it is on there. It's it's a it's a two-part show where they did a show on Saturday night and then they did a show, the like the full stepladder on Sunday. And Bill uh, bowls Dan McClellan first and then he loses to Ryan Schaefer. But if you get a chance to go watch the opening of that show and, and, and you're going to tell me that that's not one of the hypest introductions to a PBA show ever, uh, yeah, I got I to gotta strongly disagree with you there. So uh, I think I think that uh, the Jersey can bring it. So, uh, you know, I, like I said, I would love to see the PBA make that move. All right, hey, Sherry, wait, Bull, Bull, Bull TV has a better quality than Flo. I don't think that's a, um, that's a secret. I, I feel like every, yeah. anybody who watches Bull TV and watches Flo – kind of understands that um i've always which is crazy and it's crazy because like flow was already well into the game when bowl tv even even like jumped into it right so uh yeah it's crazy to see that the the tables have kind of been turned there yeah all right rob uh people know what time it is oh i i thought we weren't doing the skit anymore because we got banned from the gift that keeps on giving but guess what baby guess what we we still coming out worst of the week. Doesn't matter. Ban us three, four times, Tim Buck. We're still coming at you, buddy. We got it. All right, Rob. You want to go first? Or you want me to go yeah, first? I'm gonna go first here because this post isn't a worst of the week based on the post. It's a worst of the week based on what happened during this league night. Okay. So you got to listen to this. Okay. <laughs> I have a I have a great story to follow this up with too. Go ahead. So Eric um, Lee Jr. on the USBC discussion forum put up a post of a literal. And you know what? I wish I, I got to get this picture up. Um, because the worst of the week, it definitely doesn't do us justice here because you guys got to see this picture. So, you know what, Mike, I'm going to let you do it while I email myself this picture and then I'm going to come back. All right. Okay. 
Uh, it's too good. You guys got to see this picture. It's too funny. You guys, you guys know where I'm going. You guys, you guys know where I'm going. I'm going with the goat. I'm in honor of all of us being banned this week and Tim Buck banning everybody and going on a banning spree. I'm going with the goat. And Tim Buck, I want you to personally know that you can ban as many people as you want. We will always have access to the USBC Bowlers Discussion Forum. And the only reason we needed access to it was to get our material for worst of the week. So it's fine with us. Uh, Tim Buck, admin, for several reasons. The subject, oh, this is a response to someone complaining about a post being taken down. Sorry, I should have put that context out there. Admin, for several reasons. The subject been beat to death. People can't be nice and start attacking people and or name calling. There are word filters we have set up and Facebook has word filters and phrase filters. We hopefully catch thing before Facebook. Facebook issue can cause issue for people personal account and for the group. Too many Facebook violation in a group can get them shut down. Follow the rule under announcement and there are usually no issues. Still at it. Still at Congrats, it. Tim. Congrats, Tim. Congrats. Tim, you're the goat. You're, you're the you're goat. The goat. You're the goat of worst of the week. You're the Tom Brady of worst of the week, Tim. No, no, no. Forget that. You're the Michael Jordan of worst of no no. No, forget that. Forget that. You're the Muhammad Ali of worst of the week, Tim Buck. Yo, he's the greatest. Okay. He's the greatest. He's the greatest. You are the Muhammad Ali. Of worst of the week. Congrats, Tim. You're the, you're the man, brother. What can I say? We we bow down to you, Tim. You're the man. Keep doing what you're doing, buddy. Also, um, I want to say, Rob, we talked about merch earlier. My man, Jeff Lindemuth, letting the people know in the chat. People, worst of the week, rosin bags. Worst of the week, rosin bags coming your way. If you want one, hit us up. We are charging for them this time. Not giving away. We are charging for them. But if you want one, hit us up. Worst of the week, rosin bags. All right, so here's my post, okay? Mike Mike hasn't seen this, okay? So this is too funny. So Eric Lilly Jr. writes, every Friday night our league has to deal with parties on the next lane to us. But look, you, I got to zoom in because it's just too good. <laughs> After the league starts and ends, this should be deemed illegal and all fun bowlers should be off the lane for oiling and league play to start, right? Eric, you did not win worst of the week, Okay. Your bowling center won worst of the week, okay? Because wait, we gotta, I gotta try to zoom in on this. Bunch of retired people like Steve Stumpo in the chat talking about my bowling. Like I said, Stump, anytime you want to break the gear out, I'm, I'm at Knob Hill every other Friday. Come bowl me for whatever, Mike. What would you do if you were bowling league? And that was on the lane next to you. I'd leave, dude. I'd leave. I wouldn't. I, honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put up with that. Okay, so for the people that are listening, okay, um, there's basically a group of about a dozen women, <laughs> all spread out on the on the panes on the uh, actual lane. Yeah, like on, on the, the actual lane. lane. Like they are standing from the back of the ball return all the way up to the foul line. About a dozen of them on a pair. Right, some on the left hand side, some on the right hand lane. And yeah, you see a league bowler like walking back off the approach and this massive group of people behind her on the lane. 
So yeah, I, I personally, I would leave. I wouldn't put up with this. No. Anyway, Mike, I thought that was a good worst of the week because Eric, you did not win worst of the week. Okay, I don't blame you. If that was me, I would. So went up who to the... who wins worst of the week there? Oh, the bowling center, the manager of the bowling center, who obviously has no clue what the fuck they're doing. They're just trying to make money because they have league lanes that aren't being used and they want to put open bowling or, or book a party, okay? That's the reason why you pay to bowl a league, Mike. You pay to bowl against other people and not have to deal with the bullshit of open bowling next to you, okay? Any league I've ever been a part of and you've been a part of, in my whole history of my life and career, I have never or maybe once had to deal with something like that, but that's bullshit. The bowling center should be a fucking shame to themselves. The manager should quit. The owner should even fucking sell the bowling alley, dude. That's so ridiculous. I, I'm pissed for that, Eric. You want a bowl league and you have to bowl next to that? It's fucking bullshit, dude. Anyway. Hit him with it. Don't you want a rosin bag with that logo on it? I mean, think about it. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And let me say, Robert Hamilton, our guy, our guy, one of our one of our most dedicated fans, Robert Hamilton, used a sweep the rack rosin bag at a tournament recently and uh, happily emailed us to let him know, let us know that he won the tournament. So invest a little money in a in a sweep the rack rosin bag, and it's gonna Mike. You probably several word, times over. Word on the street is it's the best rosin bag ever made. Who knew? Who knew all this time that all you needed to be a great bowler was a really great rosin bag? Yeah, according to a lot of the posts that I've seen online of people with the rosin bags, they are claiming that it is the best rosin bag that they've ever held in their hand. So, hey, real talk. It real is. talk. All right, Rob. Ah. Final thoughts? Uh, yeah. Um, I uh, If you haven't had a chance to watch Big Mike's interview last night on Bowling with the Faf, uh, I happen to, even though sponsored, no one's getting, no, we're not, no, there'll be people, no free rosin People bags. are asking for free rosin bag sponsorship yeah, in the chat. Get out of here, you patch pirate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you haven't had a chance to watch Big Mike's interview on Bowling with the Faf or my interview with Bowling with the Faf, um, honestly, for two guys that don't really aren't really on the top level of bowlers, right, or bowling, it, it was an honor to be interviewed online um, on a bowling show based on our bowling career, our bowling lives. Me and Mike started out very similar, right, as juniors, as younger kids, as bowlers, and kind of went completely different directions. I stayed in the competitive side of the game. Mike went on the coaching side of the game. Um, I always wondered what it would be like if I was a coach or a bowling coach. I wouldn't be probably like Big Mike as a bowling coach. Um, I, I kind of feel like Big Mike would, would as a, a high school New Jersey bowling coach, I kind of would compare him probably to John Goodman's character on Revenge of the Nerds when he was the coach of Alpha Beta. I kind of feel like if if I if that was a person who was going to play Big Mike in a movie, it probably would have been John Goodman. But no, one hundred percent. If someone was gonna play me in a movie, it would be um, 
It would be uh, what's his name, Kevin John Goodman. Kevin, no, oh, Kevin from what the, the office? Paul Blart, Ma- Mall Cop. Oh, uh, why? What's no. his name? What's no, his name? John Good- Kevin, uh, Kevin James. Kevin James. That that's no. that's who would play me. Yeah. No, the, oh, Kevin yeah, James has he has zero intensity, dude. John Goodman is, is the epitome of intensity, dude. Anyway, if you ever want to, um, if I would recommend going to watch our interviews because it, it it goes into depth on our bowling careers and our bowling lives and what we've done in the sport in the industry, and uh, it, it, you know, it was awesome. And I think we we need to have Fef on as our guest so we could ask him questions. Yeah, uh, Fef. When you watch this, hit us up. I think it would be cool to have him on. It's time for us. Yeah, it's time for us to dig up some dirt on you and ask you some questions, my man. Yeah. So So anyway, so that's my final thought, man. Yeah, no, I was. Interview was great. I was going to give the same final thought. You stole it from me. uh, But but here's the thing: is we got the same final thought. But my, like, I, I, I know you pretty well, and I didn't realize like your history with the coaching aspect of it and exactly what you did with your program and how you started it. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go on the record and say that you're still the goat of high school Jersey bowling. Cause I'll never give you that credit, but like your high school career is definitely was awesome to listen to and how you started that uh, like, like bowling program and how hard that is to do and to win that quickly and when you started it was awesome so man kudos to you big mike seriously yeah no doubt listen we joke around here and i joke around a lot because believe me i understand that in the pantheon of sports you know high school bowling is like uh you know i understand i'm totally i'm going to new york city by high school bowling so (laughs) i'm totally self-aware of where that where that puts me but uh no, well, I mean, listen, we did accomplish some pretty cool things, and it, it, it was awesome to get to go on Fef's uh, podcast and talk about it. You know, it's not something that I get to talk a lot about, so uh, it was awesome to be able to do that. He does a great job, and uh, shout to him for having us both on. And, you know, we're, you know, I, I, the cross-promotion, it's more of what we need, you know, so uh, shout to him. Uh, Rob, I might bowl this weekend. I might not. I don't know, man. I My, my confidence is so piss poor. Come on, uh, here's man. Then together. What would here's you, what I'm going to try and do. Here's what I'm going to try and told do. You that, what, if your student told you that, what would you tell them? No, listen, I'll be honest. When I coached, I had kids that, that went through slumps and needed a break uh, be, uh, you know, because, because you know I, I their confidence a was a little bit shot. Like We, we had a practice time. pair. We had a practice pair at all of our matches, right? So there'd be like the pairs that the match was taking place on, and then you would get a pair that guys could go and practice, girls could go and practice, or just warm up. And I used to tell some of the guys who were really struggling uh, mentally, like, go down to the practice pair for the day, work it out, you know, spend the day down there and, and kind of get your mind right, get your game right, get your confidence back up. So, yeah, uh, my confidence is not real good right now. But here's the thing. I, I text Greg Tack because he's running one of the events that I, that I might bowl this weekend. And uh, I told him, I said, yo, even when I'm bowling bad, I'll still come bowl uh, events. Like, I, I enjoy bowling. Like, Getting out and going and bowling a tournament uh, to me is it, it's some it's like golf it's like going to golf for other guys. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of people out there every weekend that go and golf and golf like shit, but they have a good time and they enjoy themselves. I usually stop and I grab a bite to eat and I see some people that I know and whatnot. Uh, shout to Ernest Lukacs, uh, you know, local local Jersey guy who I see from time to time at some of these events. I saw his name on a couple of them this weekend, so. I'm sure he'll be bowling. And yeah, they'll definitely they'll definitely be a test of your ability. My progress is not that good right now, uh, Ernie. My progress is not that good at all. 
Uh, so that's what I was just saying. I'm not, I'm not sure that my confidence level is up to where I needed to go and bowl some of these events, but at the same time, the events are kind of cheap. You know, it's not like it's cost an arm and a leg to, uh, look, stop to bowl being, them, so. look, like if you bowl, bowl, if you, if you're not motivated to bowl then don't bowl, like I, I took off bowling for a few months cause I just, what well, I haven't been motivated. I'm not going to do something I don't want to do, or I feel like I'm forced to do it. I don't want to do it when I'm ready to go and ready to strap them on again. I'll, I'll do it. But uh, you know, until then, your mind's got to do it. Right I just want to throw it better. Damn it! Well, <sighs> anyway. well, the struggle, the struggle continues. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go practice tomorrow. I'm going to go to the pro shop. I'm going to, I'm going to get my equipment uh, in better order, as we discussed. And uh, yeah, and I'm going to see how I feel after I practice tomorrow and see what's good. I might, I might, I might try and get some patterns put out tomorrow night. Just see if I can get some some extra practice in. But uh, we'll see. Listen, we appreciate everybody watching. It's always good to talk to everybody, etc. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at the 215th. He's at Brooklyn Rob 11. Hit us up in the email. Sweep the racket Gmail. We love getting the, G- the emails. Rob, we actually just had somebody who was watching email us about buying a rosin bag. So we already sold one. Get them get them while they're hot because Dude, they ain't going to last long. Limited, li- limited, limited edition. edition. <laughs> li- limited edition. Rosin bags. Limited edition. The best ever. The week rosin bags. Get them Yo, while they're hot, okay? The best. The best right. ever. I've seen right. already five rosin bag reviews. Five star. Five star best. rosin best. bag reviews, okay? And look out for some merch. Get with us. Get look with us. Some merch. All on. right, guys. Yo, seriously, have a great week, and uh, we'll talk to everybody. You are now listening to Sweep the Rack Podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike.